This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Like we always do about this time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to On the Couch with the Wilsons. It's your boy Philmatic365, and I'm here with my tag team partner for life, the <laughs> champ. What up, girl? Hey. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we had a we had a great week. Yeah. Um, a lot of lot of good stuff. Um, a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, no, no waste of time. Let's get into it. Um, so where, where do you want to start? I'd like to uh, say a disclaimer about the orange is the new black i'm sorry for the disrespect yes um you know you guys have just gotten to the point now where we should know it's quality so yeah so that disrespect kind of took it for granted yeah that that uh that uh disrespectful uh little review yeah last episode well it, it wasn't a review because we hadn't seen it uh but we just thought, we assume that yeah. since we didn't see heavy well when you assume look uh, look you jumped right on the bandwagon though you did you didn't ask no questions you took it for what i said yeah. i'm wrapping off with sieg wrapping off of so uh if you uh <laughs> if you say it's uh trash i'm i'm taking it out to the dumpster well i was saying that we hadn't heard anything so it must be trash but you know what speaking of trash iron fist will not be renewed for the third season dumpster fire but but, 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 but iron but iron fist 2 has a 98 percent rating for netflix and usually netflix don't be rating bad yeah i, I wonder if they're still going to incorporate them in the defenders if that's even going to come back i think they're gonna focus on no. What was Luke Cage in him or what? Power Man and Iron Fist. They a, said they're gonna do that. Okay, well but, then, so then he he didn't really go away. He just not on the solo mission, much like the comic books. Yeah, cause that I think it was the actor, but Orange is the New Black, though. Yes. So where do we leave off? We left off on season five. Yeah, this upcoming season. This was six, right? Yeah. Okay, so season five was when the guard abuse happened and they finally um, got rid of, what was that real fat man that was doing all the like, the just real horrible shit to them? Oh man, see, you know you're going to make me remember names. You know. Well, everyone knows him. Yeah. Like if you if you watch the show you know. Yeah. So like whatever. If you know you Piscatelli know. Piscatelli or something like that. Yeah. Piscat. Piscat. No, 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 don't do that to him. Oh yeah. No, Piscatelli, you are right. I thought see I was seeing thinking somewhere else. So um the actual police killed him, not any of the guards, but they wanna, you know, frame it, blame it on them or whatever. So basically you start off with everyone got transferred to different prisons some mm-hmm. got transferred to the one that was like up the hill down the hill oh down the hill and then some got transferred to ohio ohio 
So in this season, you didn't really see Boo um, or... The, the yoga uh, yeah, instructor, like, like Lori, I think it is. Whatever her name was. She was, uh, she was a minor character anyway. Yeah, so everyone else pretty much gets um, sent down the hill. Yes, okay. to uh, maximum security. So it just goes... And it shows each, you know, each character's story and... Yeah, revealing a little bit more uh, of like, their personality. Like, do we, we want to tell them or no? I don't I don't think we want to give them too much, but uh, just just know that you, you, you learn a lot more about each individual character. Okay, well, I'll read off the names and we'll just give our opinions okay. on stuff. So hopefully, we know, you know, we're not going to tell too much shit. Piper. Just, Piper always gets on your nerves because she represents white privilege. She is white privilege. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like so much of what goes on is is her fault, and she never, she never gets called on it. And when she does, she so always. What, what? I didn't know I could do that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> or she finds some way to wiggle out of it, or gets shifted to somebody else. But that's real life. I mean, yeah, it is. But it's just. It's just so it's just so infuriating because I mean even even in uh, fake life it's still the same old every shit. Every time she comes on the show, I said, "Oh, here's, here you go." But I mean, you know, she's one of the cogs that you need to for the machine to work. Mm-hmm. So all right, red. Red is like uh like a great basketball player that kind of lost their uh that's like on the way out like uh Michael Jordan on the Wizards. <laughs> like she still got she still got every now and then she can get you a 40 point game but but for the most part yo it's it's uh it, it's uh you know i'm gonna get this 20 points and i'm gonna chill which is still good for the regular player but it's not michael jordan or you so, know i mean but uh, nigga, this ain't no damn sports show ain't no one know what you talk- i don't even know what the hell you talking about but red hey, like but if you know you know exactly and I don't know. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to ask you. So, what do you think about her struggles this season? And, you know, I don't know. Red to me is like a cat. You know, she got like nine lives. She always somehow manages to land on her feet, even if it's a shitty circumstance. Okay, but to use that same analogy, every time she loses a life. So, she's she's down to probably like three lives now. Like, it's it wears on her every single time. Like... She bounces back, but it it wears her down. Who next? Tasty. She's the central figure this season. Like everything, kind of uh, centers around her in the in, in her actions from the previous season. So you 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 learn a lot more about her and where she stands with the different people and the kind of person that she is. Um, I think I think the actress and and I can't remember her her real name, but I think she should definitely be recognized for something because she did an excellent job of like kind of, you know, being like the central character in the in the season. Yeah, um, I like you're right. Her the whole story of this season was built off of her character and what the character is going through. Um, I I like the flashbacks with her mm-hmm. because you got a chance to see, um, you know, how she wasn't a bad kid. She wasn't a bad person. It was just circumstances. And uh, I really liked when they showed uh, 
about the other guard and her knowing each other prior to prison. And then it just goes to show you, depending on your life and and some things are out of your control, you could be on different sides of the fence. Yeah, and it's it, there's a real pivotal scene. I won't give it away, but it, it kind of... It was like their their moment where they, they went their separate ways. And then even in the way that they shot it, they, you see them walking home and, they, and they're going, literally going their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's like kind of like, you know, foreshadowing for the future. So it, it was, again, the, the flashbacks have always been my favorite part of Orange is the New Black to give you that more in-depth uh, feeling, some gaps of the, of the character's personality. Yeah. Damn. <sighs> Back to my sports and no, I'm not gonna do that. But no, but this is this is somebody like you could like you could really. She, her character is real super interesting because you can kind of see like the the the. I don't know who Daya is. I don't think she knows, and but I think you can see the decline. You can see where she started, where like like where you can see like where prison has literally, literally did what what it was intended to do which is not rehabilitate but make you worse off than when you started because she was such like you like out of all the characters when you when we first start watching she's like yo she she, hope for her yeah and you was like she she least deserves to actually be there and then you could see how every season you know through different things it's steadily steadily uh brought her down and um I don't know if she's at her lowest yet, but I think next season we could see it. Oh, if she's not at her lowest now, um, the rock bottom is is is, 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 is not far. It's oh, not it's, far. It's a stone's throw away. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah, she, you know. Yeah. Mm. She gets. Uh, she gets hooked on yeah, drugs. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, which goes, it, it, it which touches on the, um, the opium, you know, crisis, which is, you know always been here but it's even bigger now Now it's a tragedy now it's so sad to say but um it's 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 yeah it's gonna be rough for her next season she's gonna be participating in this lesbian love affair first. or or worse what would be worse i mean you know if I mean, if you're if you're a drug addict and you need to get drugs, you'll do whatever. Oh, see, that's what I was just, uh, associating with it anyway. Like she's basically going to have to start selling herself. Yeah, the, I mean. Oh yeah, that okay. Oh, damn, it ain't looking good. Mm-mm. Uh, Joe Caputo. <laughs> his his character is super because it it was like he's like one of those one of those characters that that's just. He's like know. a lo- he's like a lovable loser, but also he has like the the best intentions that never quite get. But does he? Cause like, see, this is the thing. When I be watching all these seasons, the only, the thing that always sticks out to me is like the worst characters are the ones who quote unquote have good intentions but stand by and don't do anything, and then you see all this horrible shit happened but then you know they cut back to the characters like well he's trying it's like no you're really not you're really just showing how complacent everybody is in the world and how basically you know until things get horrible horrible that's when you start maybe doing a little bit how i look at it is it i i agree with you 
except like with with him, I think it, it goes to show you that like people who who they have a certain idea of who they think these prisoners are, who they think they don't they don't see them as people mm-hmm. until they actually have to be around them and and work with them like. He worked with with Tasty on an everyday basis. She was like his office assistant, mm-hmm. so he got to see her as a person. So then he then he started to care about what happened to her. So I think because he never saw any of the the prisoners as people prior to that, everything you said was exactly correct. And then once he got to know her, though, then then he's like, oh, which is which is the fucked up part that like why why didn't you see her as a person before? Exactly. I mean, so I I think he. I think he's. I think in the next season he's going to be even more vigilant. I think he's going to play a big part in in her um, either you know getting justice or being becoming a, a a point of reference to where you can go back and be like, yo, this this can't happen to the, another person. I hope. I mean, I like I said, I just don't really have a whole. You need those kind of people though, like, cause I mean, you need, cause they they kind of like. But if they ain't doing nothing, then what what, what do we need them but for? But they nobody's ever going to listen to Tasty, but they may listen to him. So. Yeah, you're right. Um, Pensatucky. <laughs> she she's like the comedy. <laughs> like her her character is always. A wild card because you never know if it's going to be light or if it's going to be, you know, serious in the in the, and it's been both in the different seasons where she's been comic relief, she's been part she's, of uh, dramatic storylines. Or I, I'm just really like annoyed with Orange Is the New Black that they really try to keep this rapist love story going. Like it just really pisses me off but, to the point where I'm just like okay but I think it goes to I think it goes to to speak on like Stockholm syndrome like where people you know you know become attached to their captors you know and I just felt like boo you know remembers last season she was just like what in the fuck is wrong with you I mean yeah but I, again that's a real thing though like no you're right but like Seeing, like, you know, before her character used to bother me because, like, you know, when she was on meth and she was horrible. And now it's just, like, her character bothers me morally. Like, I do understand that that's what happens. But just seeing her with him, I was just, you know, you just be like, oh. And I I think she's, she's like, so many horrible things have happened to her. Oh, that, that is true. That, that, the like flashbacks? From, yeah, from the flashbacks. That yeah. she's, she's just, like, she's a broken person. So, like that kind of shit almost feels like normal to her but even even she realized like you know like this isn't right you know to mm-hmm. the point where i mean you know and i don't want to spoil it but <laughs> she makes a critical decision yeah you're like, like it, well damn yeah okay she, she makes a critical decision to, to change her circumstances yeah i i don't know but I, I mean, I, mm, I don't know. Might have not been me. I think I just would have. Yeah, I might, I might have rolled that one out. Yeah, <laughs> on a solo <laughs> mission. <laughs> what not? Should leave his ass. All right, so who else we got? Um, uh, Cindy. Cindy is uh, who's Cindy? Cindy, the Jewish one, the black Jewish. Oh, one. oh, uh, 
Black Cindy. <laughs> Black Cindy, yeah. Like in, in her character, um, this season. Oh man, she she she's she's like a a a, a linchpin in the season because like her 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 decisions drastically affected the outcome of everything. Like her decisions to to talk or not talk. Even 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 though they tried to make her like comic relief in some parts of the season, it still it still kept creeping up that like you know the decision that she made at the beginning in episode one of the season, you know affected everything that happened you know moving forward you know and um directly and indirectly and the consequences yeah you know uh to this to other people and to even her physically yeah yeah it her decisions caused her you know to have you know mental anxiety which led to physical pain so it's 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 real it really shows you yeah but it really shows you how 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 much you know you know when your conscience could literally really physically eat at you mm-hmm. and you know yeah that's she's right. she's she's uh she's going through it so her if for anybody that watches this you know you definitely want to you, you'll pick up on the different things throughout the episodes of her you know grappling with her decisions alex Alex always be ending up on top. Like she just knows how to move. Now, now, now she she's Piper's uh, fiance. Um, is Laura uh, Poupon from uh, that '70s show. Um, that she might be one of my favorite characters because she she's one of the people that actually understands how to move in in the system. Like mm-hmm. she 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 understands how to you know play the background and stay out of you know harm's way even though she does get her arm broke you know oh yeah but Mm -hmm. but for the most part she knows how to play the game and you know even if she has to make decisions that she rather not make she she definitely understands you know how to survive and be smart about it so she's definitely been one of my favorite characters throughout the seasons yeah i like alex yeah um nikki i like nikki i love nikki the the fact that they didn't she didn't go back to drugs. I like a sober Nikki because yeah. sober Nikki makes a lot of sense. She 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 is one of the more intriguing characters just because like I, I especially like her backstories this season because it really really explains even further how she became the person that she is and that's really all this show does. It it, it really gives you insight to these women about how they ended up where they where they in the place that they are right now. And it, it, it gives you that, that, that sense of empathy for them. You know, not everybody as we'll, as we'll go mm, down the line, but no. for a lot of the original characters especially. Um, I felt bad for Blanca at the end. She was, she's, you know, the Puerto Rican. Yeah. She, she never used to speak, but she, she has, you got to see her more human side. Because before she was just really always surly, didn't say nothing. Yeah. And, and no one knew, like, but she always had come ups. You ever notice that? Like you would see her with a phone or something. Yeah, you remember she was the only, <laughs> like, and nobody knew where it was coming from. And so, like, she always had come ups. But it was really nice seeing, um, you know, her brief backstory. Yeah. And and again, you get to see these these women as people, like instead of just prison inmates, and you you get to see them as human, and you get to see like you know. Not only the consequences of their actions, but them being affected by 
other people's actions. And 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 I felt bad for her out of more than anybody probably in the show, except for Pusey. I mean, uh, I mean, shoot, what about uh, Laverne Cox? What was her name? She had some shit happen. Yeah, she yeah. did. But I mean, still, she 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 still she still ended up being okay. Like this. <laughs> you know who I did like though. And it was funny because she started, to me, she was always an interesting character, but she never said much, was Frida. Oh, yeah. oh Frida. And Frida this. Frida. 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 Frida got that ill voice. Frida this season shines because you get to hear all about her, yeah. her backstory, which introduces you to the sisters that run this prison. Yeah, she's like a Navy SEAL <laughs> slash MacGyver. She's about her snacks. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah she's a, she's a, she's a survivalist, like. She she was one of the people that could be out in the woods by herself, just just handling business, and be perfectly fine. Yeah, exactly. So I really liked her storyline, yeah. and I really liked um. Yeah, and she was essential to the like, cause you know, like there's always like two or three main stories going on mm-hmm. in 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 the show. In in the the secondary story, um. She was a, a central figure in that, and which leads us to the what the sisters now. Um, yeah, what were their names? I I know one was, was Barb. Barb, yeah, yeah. Um, damn it. Well, but, I mean, they're just the sisters. Like I said, <laughs> no one like when you see the show, you gonna yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll you'll definitely know because they uh Carol, I think, is the other Carol and Barb. That sounds all right. Yeah. So these sisters are running this prison. And, um, pretty much they're the top dogs on, what is it? C and D block. And, yeah. D block. Like, yeah. Like the locks. <laughs> so they basically, um, have this, what is it? Is it rivalry? Like, I yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Barb and Carol, um, are, are sisters and you find out their story. They are horrible. Horrible. The, human the horrible human beings. And something happens when, um, basically involving Frida that that causes them to uh, to to go on opposite sides and they become bitter rivals. Um, they're literally of this prison. They are the Bloods and the Crips, and they <laughs> and C and D Block are the are the different sets, if you will, and they are the heads of each respective block. And you see them actually, you know, putting people that have nothing to do with their original beef who some of them probably weren't even born during their original beef are on opposite sides and they're literally willing to kill people from the other block you know to rep their set so to speak who was that weird girl with the cast that was always uh oh yeah the, the girl from boston um she <laughs> Cause she was a big character. She played, you know, it's funny. She played Rolling with the Homies in her in her. Uh, she played Brittany Murphy in a biography pick. But um, anyway, really? yeah, it's yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, she she's like a um, it's, she's a new character that gets introduced, and she's always so annoying. She's so annoying, but she's involved in everything um throughout the season. She's kind of um. She kind of weaves you through the different uh, worlds between C and D block and, you know, the our original cast from up the hill and our new cast from down the hill. And you get her backstory and you see that that she's, you know, she, she's a uh, what is she, she? a wankster. <laughs> what 
what she is. It's like she's just a brat that just doesn't know how to like function in life or something. She's one of the people who does uh, mean shit for attention. You know, she's mm. trying to be. She's trying to be the. Uh, the, I guess she's trying to be the chief, and she just really she's not built for it. But she tries to pretend like she is, and she tries to bully her way, and you know. Next season is going to be interesting with how, you know, the ending. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely there's going to be some new uh, sheriffs in town, yeah. and, and it's going to be interesting to see how these battle lines are drawn. Yeah, and man. who or who side who decides to side up with who. Very true. I don't know, but um, it was a really good season. All right, kids. Today in Sex Egg, we're learning about Ethiopian tubes. Is he drawing a uterus or a zone defense? Oh! What's going on? Oh! oh, no! It's our hormone monsters! Maury, ah! what are you hey, doing? Hey, it's not for me! Holy smoke! It's a reckoning, Missy. They've come for oh, her. Where are we? Oh, I think... I think we're in Maury's stomach. What the? There's so many broken mannequin legs. Is that my retainer? Wait, where's Jay? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, guys, I think I found a way out. Oh, thank God. But you're not gonna like it. It's the butt, isn't it's it? It's not the butt. Maury, I want to take a bubble bath. Hey, don't rush me. How long you gonna be in there? Oh, I don't know. It says they're coming out October 5th. Oh, God, I gotta drink more water. Don't push too hard. You don't want your butthole to turn inside out. All right, we're back on On the Couch with the Wilsons, and uh, we kept rocking with Netflix, and we we <laughs> ended up watching one of our favorite shows, man. Yo, this, this is so near and dear to my heart because the level of ignorance, but yet the <laughs> level of accuracy is so funny like spot on man like i really want i would really love to see this writing process because it's because it just felt so authentic like you could see yourself as a kid like you knew someone that was weird like that or that going through those same situations (laughs) and i just i love this we're talking about um big mouth yeah a netflix animated series uh not for the children. So let's let's start right there. Uh, do, what, what are you not bring your kids. Like if you were twelve. Uh, see now these days I don't I don't necessarily see twelve as a as a kid in the, I'm, when I say no, kid I mean I mean like you know like Z she she's not quite ready for the, for Big Mouth. Um, it would bring up some interesting. Conversations. Oh yeah, def- definitely bring up some interesting conversations. So like. Just to give you a backstory before we get into it, Big Mouth is basically about a couple of uh, teenage or preteen friends mm-hmm. that are going through uh, puberty, and and the way that puberty is is manifested on the screen is you have a puberty monster, your hormone monster. Oh, your excuse me, your hormone monster, and your hormone monster is basically you know telling you to do all those things and feel all those things that that you do as a preteen. And the hormone monsters in this show are hilarious. So wait, you got Rick, the hormone monster. He's that old decrepit one. <laughs> like this, yo, yo, Rick is on his deathbed. <laughs> oh my god! Like he's just, just think of some old nasty old man just falling apart, but he's determined to get whatever done. Then you have my man Maurice. 
Maurice is, is yo. He carries his bags and dicks around. <laughs> and then we got Connie. And oh my God, this is Maya Rudolph. And she is hilarious. Maya Rudolph is amazing in this role oh as God. Connie, the hormone monster. And she, who, wait, whose hormone monster is she? She is the girls. Yeah, but uh, what was was she? She's is she all the girls, Homer? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm just telling you, it's the glowworm. Oh man, this 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 is season two. There's, there's there's been two seasons so far. We we watched season season two. There's what like like ten episodes. They're like yeah. twenty two minutes apiece. But it's all. Oh. Uh, you could burn through this in a in a day, cause I mean they're, they're infectious. Once you start watching one, they like they like Pringles. Like you you gotta. Uh, I mean, and these kids are so funny. Yeah, these characters are excellently written, man, and they 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 just it just works, man. Like uh, Coach Steve. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Co- Coach Steve is like uh, he's on the spectrum. Uh, he, uh, he's on the spectrum of something. Who is that real horny kid? Oh, that's um Rick. No, is it Rick? Mm. No, because his dad is uh Baz- is Bazarian. I thought his name was Why? I thought I wrote this down. And yeah, I don't man. See you, 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 and you, I don't see it anywhere. I'm slipping. Yeah, man. Uh, but but um. All right, so you got you got your two main characters though. Um, who, this was uh, set up by Nick Kroll, and um, Nick Kroll voices uh, Big Mouth. Okay, so, and he's also the hormone monster. There's oh Andrew. Oh yeah, Andrew uh, Bazarian. Oh oh my God, that's who Jay is. Jay's the one who's. Yeah, it's John. <laughs> it's John Mulaney. And, yeah. uh, and John Mulaney's uh, a comedian and a writer, as well as Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, who was uh, he was in um, Uncle Drew. He was on the opposing team, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. And Jenny Slate is missing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I love these characters. Yeah, uh, uh, Misty is a uh, is a um, little black girl um, who's going through. Uh, puberty and, and her hormones are out of control <laughs> and she'd be raping her little glowworm um elliot did you know elliot is fred Ermison? yeah i didn't know that yeah they show him on the on the on the, on the intro well, well hold on let's talk about the intro which is, is this is one of like this is go, one of those classic uh tv that, theme songs but who's singing it um, the song is called Changes, but um, we, we there's some contention over who's actually performing the song because I believe it is an Ozzy Osbourne song, but I don't know if he's performing it on the intro. Um, it sounds too soulful. It, oh, it's so soulful, and it, it, it's one of those things that... Uh, but then again, I mean, it's not like he can't sing. I mean, Ozzy, Ozzy can sing. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so... Let's see who who's actually singing the. Uh... All right, so it's Charles Brady. Uh, it is 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 the version that they use for the theme song, and it's such an amazing song. <laughs> and just like the cartoons and the drawings, but I just like how it honestly talks about puberty and you know the stuff that you were going through as a kid and. 
you know, it 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 was just smart. Yeah, and and it also deals with uh, with like you said so many other things as far as like uh, your relationship with your parents, like how you know when you when you are going through puberty, like you know everything your your parents say to you annoys you, and then everything, and then also like the parents going through their shit, so it how it affects the kids and. It's, it's just a I, I encourage you know anybody to look at this and you can you can definitely see yourself in some points of yourself in one of these characters um, with the different um, situations they get put in and you know from especially the, the lock in the, the, the lock in to uh, to uh, the girl finding her dad's um, gummies her oh, wee, yeah. wee gummies and I can't wait for season 3 man I mean, I can't wait to have Zora watch it and see what her reaction's gonna be when she gets older. Oh man, uh, I, be all embarrassed. I, I, I think I can, I, I can wait on that. <laughs> oh, your face! Oh lord! Oh man, it's so it's so rough being a parent sometimes. Yeah, especially yeah. when you have to have those kind of talks. But I mean, this no, is, man, you be throwing it over to me like she's a girl. And go. <laughs> <laughs> Dip out the room. Yeah, I know. It's just like, nah, you do like, no, you gonna be standing there having that conversation. I'm like Homer in the bushes. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, oh. no, I mean, but it, it's important that, that that we get it from uh, that she get it from both of us, you know, so she can get both perspectives. Y'all, y'all gonna be uh, nope. Y'all gonna be tangling ass like, <laughs> like one of them, uh, like one of them dust ball fights on Heathcliff. <laughs> You ain't tell no lies. Um, I, I can see it now, man. Y'all y'all so much alike, too. <laughs> what was that um, Kevin Hart joke, remember? When they knocked her off the bed? Mm, only... Somebody had to go. Somebody had to go. <laughs> I'm going to be in this bitch with my referee shirt on. Oh, my God. Like, technical me. foul. You get to your corner. Pray for me, y'all. Pray for me. Uh, pray for me. Yeah, pray for you, too. Oh. You, too, pretty sweet. <laughs> so on the couch with the Wilsons, man. So our, our last thing we're going to talk about uh, is a movie we watched. Uh, it, was, it was a sequel. Uh, Sicario, uh, Dead of Sedato, um, starring, uh, Benicio Del Toro and, uh, Josh Brolin. What you think, champ? Um, wait, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was, well, it's setting you up for a third movie, so it's like, what I saw of the movie was good. Like, I feel like you got half the story. So it's like the half of a story that I saw, I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those bridge movies. Like, I always say, like, like, uh, like um, Lord of the Rings, uh, like Two Towers or... Yeah, and, no, you're right. Yeah, or like the, the Last Avengers where, you know, you got an ending, but not really. Very true. Yeah, so it's setting you up for the, for the, the third part. But I like the, because um, I, I was wondering how they were going to do this one from the ending in season one. I mean, from, um, not season, uh, movie one. Yeah. So, I liked how they did this. Basically, 
you have a terrorist uh, event happen. And on, on U.S. soil. On U.S. soil. So, and the thing that got me about this is for as high grade and up there as it was, not the attack, but, um, you know, the, the powers that be that stepped in later. Mm-hmm. How did they not have their information, their research all together before they did that shit? Oh, why X Y? You know, no, because like it, like it, it's like it's almost like, like they really didn't do no research. They don't because well, it's it's so many different departments that one hand don't know what the other hand doing. You know, okay. you got the CIA, the FBI, your Homeland Security. Um, you know, it, that that was just DA. wild. That was just wild to me. So basically, there's like a. Uh, was it a was it a target or was it like a like a target? Yeah, it was it was it was Did pretty it much target? a target. Okay, it, I can't remember if it, but it was it was basically a target. So basically, you see these three guys go in there, and they you know they have explosives on them. They yeah, they suicide bomb. They a, suicide a target. bomb, and you know everyone's up in arms and they're claiming terrorist attack, and so the government goes and jumps the gun and they're like okay well how did these terrorists get here and they're saying okay well cartels in general are you know taking their money to smuggle them over since you know it's harder for terrorists to get into this country now you know especially like with rules regulations so so then they say hey let's start a war yeah, it sounds about right for. Um, so, because we're mad at the cartel for allegedly smuggling in terrorists, we're going to start a war so we can control them better because they'll be fighting with each other and then we can just yeah. go and do it. Start we a war do. between the, the rival cartels. And we're going to do this by killing, you know, top members of one cartel. And then we're going to kidnap a child. Of another cartel. Yeah. Well, then, basically, the truth comes out. Like, yeah, and, that, that and I, I want to know how many. See, it just that part of the movie just really bothered me because I like I'm like, how many days did it take y'all niggas to figure out, <laughs> like what, like you know, you know me forever trying to use my logic, and I'm just like, you you gonna start wars with cartels? You gonna you know call up uh. What's his name? Josh Thanos. <laughs> yeah, Josh Brolin's character. He's Matt Graver, and basically, this is the way I describe it: If you are in a room full of highly decorated generals who have top secret access to all types of shit, and you feel comfortable walking in with some flip flops, some uh, a dirty ass. <laughs> the boy did not shirt. have flip flops. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Go back. That. I missed that. He didn't have flip flops. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you gonna come in with flip flops, um, some cargo shorts. Yo, Thanos is that dude. And a messed up, like t shirt, looking like you know you just got. He was from white the boy beach, regular, yo. And all these people are sitting up in attention, listening to you. I want to know who the fuck you've killed. Like, what horrible shit have you been involved in when people? Well, all we got to do is look back to the last movie. He got busy in the last one. So, I was just like, okay. So, 
Again, Yo, I, I, I missed that he had flip flops on though. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, I, I was done. I was done, and like I said, it just bothered me because I wanted to know who did the research with this. Well, basically, they find out that these people weren't terror from new jersey they were from new jersey they didn't come from no terrorist country they didn't you know nothing they were homegrown homegrown american cycles and so then they found out all this hot shit that they started they now have to pull the plug on so matt is working with alejandro who's benicio del toro and he's i don't even like i he was a sicario in the first one i don't I guess he was just a Sicario on this one too. Yeah, I mean he he's just he's a um a special operative that that they they um they call him when they need certain shit done within Mexico. Okay. You know because he knows what's going on down there and you know he knows who's who and what's what. You Got know? you. And um, backstory, um, his family was killed by a cartel. Yeah. So that's why he really is big into it in the first one. You find out and um, yeah, I mean basically. Alejandro and Matt are like the same person, but on opposite sides that sometimes work together if they both Yeah, they have a mutual have... interest. So shit goes left and Alejandro's left out there. Yeah, they basically her. say, uh they tell uh Thanos like, Oops. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pretend like this never happened. You gotta clean this all up. And when they say clean, they mean eliminate everybody. And uh Alejandro's not having it. And it's all the stuff that happens. Yeah. But then the part that was really interesting to me was that ending scene. Because yeah. I, I'm i just like, I had so many questions. And I yeah. can't give that Yeah, you away. can't give away the end scene. But, but you can say it, it, it does involve the fact that the uh, the daughter of the, the cartel member that was kidnapped is the same cartel that killed Benicio uh, Del Toro's family. And um, his restraint alone. Yeah, I'm surprised. And, I was just and, like, and he did. Um, he did everything to that he could in his power to protect her. Um, even though her father had his family killed, which is you know an interesting you know dynamic in and of itself. And it just goes to show you that you know there was some humanity still left in him. But it that that the last scene. <laughs> which... <laughs> they were gonna see no type of humanity yeah in this i think i one. think i think because of how everything played out his humanity is gone we're gonna and see another we're gonna see him like in the first movie yeah he's go, he's going back to the uh mattresses and is it's about to uh <laughs> it's about to go down on uh uh sicario three it would be dope if he could get emily blunt back I'm I'm thinking they're gonna figure out a way to to uh to to bring to to bring her back into the mix um, well, I mean, with this I, third one. Well, I mean, but then again, remember how it left off on the on, on the, the first, first one? I was yeah. just like, yeah, I think that bridge might be a little burned. Yeah, but I mean, you never know. I mean, you know, if the if the script is right and the in the check clear, very I'm, true. I'm sure they can figure out a way to write her in. Pretty, yeah, sure. You know, so. But it was it was good. Oh no! Um, what did, yeah, I was gonna say, what did you think of the movie? It it was good. You know, I like. I don't know, you know, I'm always like drug cartel movies. I don't know why. It's just Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's like, you know, uh documentaries. Pablo, documentaries. Like it fascinates me the levels of just like 
violence, like, of cartel culture. Like, I don't know why, it, but it's just, I don't know. For all the things that I've read and, you know, especially just dealing with, like, you know, just, you know, even from um, Frank Lucas to just, yeah. you know, just drug dealer kingpins in general, it always struck me as interesting as why were cartels so violent? Um, I mean, I mean, of course, you know, there's going to always be violence and drugs and guns and whatever. But it just seems like the violence was always more emphasized when you hear cartel. Um, I, th- I think there's two things. I think one um, fear, um, fear gets people in line. And Very then true. and then two, I think some of it is is even more um, sensationalized than I I mean, I mean, of course we see we see a lot of the the violence. And why they always want to be cutting up people? Like bullets work fine. Like why do people want to make messes? <laughs> like, because because messes it leave a message. Like yo, you you should leave them alone. You don't want to be spread out over the uh the the um the, that, <laughs> the block tire burning shit. Like I just feel like. Who be sitting around thinking about these horrible, fucked up ways to kill people? But this, like, this, that's, hey, let's see here. That's nothing new. I mean, back like when they used to put heads on on pikes, you know, back in you know, mm. you know, or you know, they how they flayed people and and yeah, left what? them as a message. Yeah, I mean, what in the hell? because again, messes messes leave a message. Like yo, you don't want to be like that. So you should you should fall in line. But I don't know. It's just always interesting because it's like, and I don't even know if this is like people, Amer- if this is like the American way that they want us to think that. Because I mean, think about it. Okay. If you were to just watch TV about how black people are, you would never know. You would have a stereotypical idea of them. So, okay. Like, let's say like with Vikings, like you hear you know, how they battled and how they did things mm-hmm. and it made them sound like savages and people were afraid of them. And like with cartels, you hear these stories about this and that, like, is it real or do they just want you to look at them as more That's like what I was saying. Animal, it's, it's, animals? It's a lot, it's a lot of, of, you know, playing it up and, and, and sensationalism of, you know, there's, there's, there's a story. No, but I'm saying, all right, so that thing happens, but then you keep talking about it and then you make it bigger and then it, it becomes like, you know, okay, it was, you know, they set one person on fire, then it, then it came to, they cut them up and they set them on fire. You know what I'm saying? It's like telephone. You just keep adding shit to it. And it gets, it gets bigger, but the more it gets publicized and the more you keep, even if it 100% is true. To, to keep repetitively talking about it and making it a thing, it then it then it takes on a life of its own to yeah. where it's almost separate from the actual act itself. True. You know, so it's it's it's. I mean, not to say that these dudes aren't violent because they they obviously are, but it's you know it's it also there's plays, like levels to this shit. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, there's also the the aspect of you know somebody somebody they got to sell newspapers and somebody has to be the bad guy in these stories that we tell you know so you can point your finger and you know and say you know there's a bad guy yeah true but um i liked it i mean i'm looking forward to the third one yeah i i I, hopefully i think they'll 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 wrap it up and and 
tell the the, the story. Get put a bow put a bow tie on it. Or it could be like Rambo. Oh no. You know they're making another one. When is this one coming out? Hopefully February 30th. Do you know what? I've never seen a Rambo movie. You lie. No, I've seen clips. Like, you know, they're playing like the little 80s movie. How, how, how can we say the Wilsons watch everything if you and you never seen... But, you know, Rambo came out before my time. <laughs> no. That's what we're not going to do. You're not going to make me 100 years old and you like... <laughs> come on. All right, so it came out before Z's time. <laughs> Your ass was around. <laughs> well, I wasn't watching Rambo movies. All right, so this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna watch. We're gonna watch Rambo, and then we we gotta talk about it on Wait, the show. Have you seen all of the Rambo's? <laughs> okay, so can you at least let me know? No, <laughs> so, but you gotta see it because you need no, to know. I know. I, w- you need what to know. What is the best one? Probably. First of all, they're not called Rambo. That's that's the first thing you need to know. <laughs> Rambo is the character. The the movies are actually called First Blood. And then and then and then there's First Blood too, which actually should have been Second Blood, but that's just me. <laughs> but but yeah, but yeah, the movies actually called First Blood. Um so we need we need you to see these movies. No, you say, you see you're saying plural. I don't I don't want No, you got to at least see the first two. You got to see the first two. The third one is like that's what even like you know. Is it real gory? No, cause it's. I mean, it's the eighties, but it's like. <sighs> I can't stand like I like horror movies, but I don't like gory movies. Like I like smart. Well, Rainbow is smart. Shouldn't be put. <laughs> 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 See, then I don't know. If I'm it's a it's an eighties action movie. I'll just say that. Uh, it, I mean, it's, it's like like eighteen. You know, like is Arnold up. Schwarzenegger in it with him? No, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, this is this is a best of Stallone. This is okay. You, you so saw you saw I'm um, a Predator. Oh shit! You saw you saw um Commando, right? The Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh war! Oh yo, we are going to watch. No. We are going to watch Rambo and Commando. No. Yes, it's happening. People, no. it's happening. Oh, but you need it's to. It's gonna be horrible. But then you can tell the people you, you might. You they might. Be, they believe you. I believe you. Nope. You you gotta you gotta uh you gotta know you gotta know these things, and we might even take in an episode of the A Team. It's happening on the couch with the Wilsons. No, we are the Wilsons, and we watch everything so you don't have to.